0: And We're back with the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. My name is Gerald Glasser from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. But it wouldn't be a Fantasy Football Pater Podcast without the guru <laughs> of fantasy football. He is the man behind the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Full episodes are available. Each and every week on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and over thirty different podcast outlets. It is my good friend, and boy, we have we've got some stuff to talk about today. <laughs> it is Tyler Baker.
1: What's going on, man? I'm doing well. The Redskins won, so I'm a happy man.
0: Okay, let me ask you this: If you had to weigh one over the other, mm-hmm.
1: fantasy football success our redskins success redskins dude i'm i'm a fan i love football i just love watching football i'm in so many leagues and i'm stretched in so many different directions that it's really easy for me on sundays to just shut it off like i've set my lineups and where one guy is going to win me one one league he's gonna he's gonna cause me to lose in another league so you know sunday morning i just double check my lineups i set them and then i enjoy football so
0: that ends the fantasy football podcast.
1: <laughs> that's it
0: <laughs> no 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 he, we're gonna stay on the air it is once again tyler baker great to have you here as always my friend It was a very interesting and also very injury-riddled week six in the NFL. And before I get to some certain subjects I want to talk about, including one in particular in Pittsburgh, Mm. that I think will have ramifications down the road for fantasy football owners, share us your thoughts on some of the, I guess, big movements, big things that went on in week six, but also a lot of injuries
1: as well something that i wasn't expecting down in miami there was a brock osweiler sighting today and he uh, showed up for Tannehill. Tannehill had an injury he's been dealing with since week six i didn't think it was that serious he had been practicing and then all of a sudden this morning he was inactive and brock osweiler was going to go face the bears and i thought man this could be a train wreck not so much brock osweiler uh completing over 60 percent of his passes 380 yards Three touchdowns, two interceptions, you know, not stellar numbers, but Brock Osweiler's stellar numbers. And it was enough to beat the Bears today.
0: I've got a better one for you, my friend. Uh-huh. There was also another unexpected appearance at the quarterback position in Buffalo,
1: <laughs> where
0: the Josh Rosen experiment. Oh, it's not Josh Rosen. Um it's Josh Rosen. Josh here. Allen. Yes. One yeah. Josh. I knew Josh. Jo- I know a Josh. Uh <laughs> I, in fact, I just got off the other line with Josh, which is the reason why we're recording a couple of minutes late today. But anyways, <laughs> too many Josh's in my head here. Josh Allen, yeah, their prized rookie. He went down with, I believe, an elbow injury. If I'm not mistaken, he was really hurting. Who comes in <laughs> to save the day? But Nathan Peterman. Yes, and hey, NFL's <laughs> best quarterback that's out there. And I'm being yeah. highly facetious. In fact you would probably say he might be the actual worst NFL quarterback I've seen in quite some time.
1: Well, I'll tell you his numbers were down today. He only threw two interceptions. Yes. Yes. So, but, so but one
0: of them had to be a pick six. One of them yeah. has to be a pick six.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, uh, of course, alluding to that five interception half of football that he had in his debut, uh, last season, he comes in, throws a couple picks, there's a pick six, like you said. Uh, poor Buffalo. <laughs> they just uh, – poor Buffalo. They're definitely in a rebuilding year. And wouldn't it be great, like, it just just daydreaming, I can't help but think how awesome it would be if the Bills traded Lashawn McCoy back – to Philadelphia, where they're really hoody, hurting at quarterback, and got a decent pick for him. You know, the Eagles have two second-round picks now. I don't know if they want to give up a second-round pick, you know, for a Lashawn McCoy, uh, but with those two second-round picks, they could give up a third. And wouldn't that be great if they could ship a third-round draft pick off, get Lashawn McCoy in, and help stabilize that running game there in Philadelphia? I'm just daydreaming here, but wouldn't that be great? I think both sides win there.
0: I think they would as well, but Ty, you know, letting go of Tyrod Taylor, it looks to be an even dumber move for Buffalo. No, he didn't perform in the way that we thought he might have in Cleveland. Very little time in Cleveland to progress. They obviously wanted to put Baker Mayfield yeah. on there. So I will say this, that if there is a point in time when Tyrod Taylor gets another chance, I think he's going to be able to prove himself could that come back again in Buffalo? No, it won't, because there's some harsh feelings there that'll, that'll never be replaced. But Nathan Peterman is not the answer long-term as a replacement for Josh Allen. And Josh Allen better get healthy real quick because it's just going to be another train wreck after another train wreck. Because you got to look at it with Nathan Peterman. 10% of his passes in his career <laughs> Been
1: intercepted. yeah yeah I think no matter what the question is Nate Peterman's not the answer
0: no no it isn't but there was a lot of injuries that went on this weekend in the NFL i am tell you what man can, I know the Raiders tried to call you they wanted you to play guard because I think <laughs> they were running out of bodies on the offensive line I know Amari Cooper got a concussion I know also as well for the Rams, Cooper Cup again got injured. There's just there were several injuries across the board when it came to that people need to know about for fantasy football owners when it comes to the NFL.
1: Well, Gruden is into uh, older players that are past their prime. I think I've got a shot.
0: There you go. There you go. That's true. That's true. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be waiting for that phone call. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup um, still haven't heard anything exactly what's going on there but they are deep at receivers so as far as the team's concerned they'll be fine and of course and I uh, heard he was questionable
0: you know at that time that he got injured mm-hmm. in the game for the rest of the game so maybe it's something that's not going to be serious long term
1: yeah I hope so because what he brings to that offense he's just so good and he has a really good rapport there with Jared Goff uh, if he does miss time of course Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods Stock will go up. Uh, also, the tight end there, but this team is just going to keep on rolling. The Rams are just going to keep on rolling.
0: What about also as you know, when you're talking about Amari Cooper as a wide receiver, his impact on the Oakland Raiders? Yes, they are considered to be one of the worst, although maybe the worst. It's kind of hard as tavar to toss up in my opinion right now between them and Arizona, who is worse? But. Amari Cooper, one of their main standouts on that team, he's out with a concussion. Is there anybody that you think is deserving of the slack? Because Derek Carr has to throw it to somebody on the offense, doesn't he?
1: He does. I think Seth Roberts, he's been there for a while. Um, I think he's probably the biggest beneficiary. Martavius Bryant is still there. As far as fantasy purposes, I don't know if you weren't too happy with Amari Cooper to begin with. You were you were really stressing every week that you had to start him. And it seemed like one week, like the even weeks he'd have a great game, the, the odd weeks he'd have a terrible game. So there was really a back and forth there. In fact, in a lot of leagues... Amari Cooper's probably been on the bench half the time. I don't know if taking a shot with any of those other receivers to get them onto your roster, maybe to play keep away, I don't think you want to start any of those guys.
0: The Dallas Cowboys, who we had considered very strongly for that Mm -hmm. uh, bottom end of the barrel when it comes to the worst football teams, they have suddenly found new life in the past couple weeks as far as their offense getting a little bit stronger and a little bit better although at points in time they're still not going to be considered as high octane as some others but some interesting signs and some interesting things going on in Dallas when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys offense and the promise it could look for fantasy football owners going forward
1: yeah today against Jacksonville they've gotten back to doing what they do well run the ball play action rolling out and force feeding Cole Beasley They really are light at receiver. Um, You saw Gallup get a little bit more involved today. Uh, But Cole Beasley, just what he can do with the middle of the field, his quickness, his rapport with Dak Prescott is really giving them an offense that today they got a little creative with the play calling against a very good Jaguars defense that really didn't seem like that they could stop them. I was kind of off and on watching this game and um, they were, uh, Dallas was converting on third downs. And like I said, you just give Ezekiel Elliott the ball and commit to that, and good things are going to happen. Prescott even, even uh, was running the ball really well. So Prescott having the best rushing game of his career. So they're getting back to good football. Run the ball and uh, be creative uh, with misdirections and rollouts and let Dak Prescott force feed it to Cole Beasley. It's working for him.
0: It is, and hopefully they will continue to do that, although they are limited because of their lack of out speed yeah. or whiteout elusiveness, but they're trying to make it work. And for now, it seems to be paying off their consistency. And Ezekiel, just enough, they're doing just enough yes. to get people to look off Ezekiel Elliott 100% and to load seven people in the box, which has always been an issue earlier this year because people were just loading up on Ezekiel Elliott because they weren't afraid at all of the Dallas passing offense
1: yeah and they've got some speed there um and as fast as Tavon Austin is it's not really the guy you want shooting down the field and going up and and making contested catches or uh running a route that's going to gain any kind of separations that's just not Tavon Tavon Austin's game Um, but you know streak him down the field kind of open things up a little bit Michael Gallup Uh, you know, as a rookie and we're still beginning to see what he can be in this offense. Uh, They have high hopes for him. Uh, Receivers usually don't come into the league first year and, and (laughs) put it all together, but it's like you said, they, they did enough. And while the score looks really lopsided, 40 to seven, It was, it was just that lopsided, but you know, football's a game of momentum and they really uh, got early momentum and Dallas's defense. You have to give their defense credit. You know, it seemed like last year, the personnel wasn't there. Marionelli just kind of coached them up this year. They've got some better players and they're, they're doing some good things. They're figuring some things out and you're seeing this Cowboys team become a more complete team.
0: You're listening to the pop culture cosmos.
1: Looking for an edge the next time you take on
0: your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun, or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale? Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at miraclefruitoil.com. That's miraclefruitoil.com. Vitabrace, win with it. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Check out our full episodes today on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. Available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and over thirty different podcast outlets. My friend, when it comes to speaking about some of the things that went on in Week Six in the NFL, you cannot escape the fact that even though it wasn't defeat, is Mitchell Trubisky starting to maybe because you know bleed into a little bit of consideration as far as a fringe, maybe injury replacement type quarterback because not too bad of stats today. And over the past few weeks, yes, he did throw that six TDs, but Mm -hmm. his consistency more often not proves that maybe the power of Mitchell may actually (laughs) come to, you know, come to faith and and they may actually be a team and a quarterback worth watching down the road for the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, you know, he's got a long career ahead of him. I look forward to that as far as right now. And for fantasy, he's definitely a streaming option. If you're streaming quarterbacks, which I have, uh, two leagues that I'm streaming quarterbacks. Um, he's an option. He's not somebody you want starting for you every week. Uh, 10, even 12 team leagues. Um, uh, he's not anybody that would really interest me. I think I'd rather stream and, you know, try to try to hit. It's kind of like a uh, Stafford. Uh, you like Stafford when he, you like trying to pick those games where you think he's going to hit It's the same way with Mitchell Trubisky, um, streaming option. Absolutely. Certainly. You know, the numbers tell you that, but do you, are you going to feel comfortable playing him every week? Um, I wouldn't. And, You know, it's just how risk adverse you are, (laughs) because as we've seen, he's capable of putting up a three touchdown game over 300 yards, one pick. But he's also capable of kind of disappearing. And, you know, he's still growing as a quarterback from watching him. I've got to think that he's going to grow in the right direction. You know, is he worth maybe a back of the roster stash? Maybe you could find a good mashup for him late later in the year and play him sometimes as as your starting quarterback. Yeah, sure.
0: One of the things I also wanted to talk to you about is the dearth of quality high-end running backs in this year's class because we thought so highly of running backs at the beginning of the season. And little by little the effectiveness of those running backs has gone by the way, wayside for many of them. One running back that has not fallen into this trap. And is probably right now at a performing at a level that's worthy of a top five selection. And I know I'm being controversial when I say that, is Melvin Gordon with the Chargers, who I said as a team, I said, look out for them. Don't get fooled by their, I think there was their second or third week that they lost big and to the Rams. And I said, Mm -hmm. don't get fooled by them, by that, you know, by that big victory by the Rams they are a good team and they look like somebody that could actually make do some damage later on the road. They're four and two right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is based off of Philip Rivers, age-less, the Aegis wonder, but really also uh, quite a bit of that can also be attributed to the tremendous performance and tremendous season so far of Melvin Gordon as a premier running back in the
1: NFL. Absolutely. And There was a lot of value coming into the season in your fantasy football drafts. There was a lot of value, late round picks that, that you could get pieces of this offense. And it was such... A, a a sad thing that Hunter Henry got hurt. Can you imagine how much better this offense would be with Hunter Henry? Oh my goodness! But you could get Philip Rivers for next to nothing. Melvin Gordon was one of those guys that was outside of of you know the top like five six guys. He was and like a number
0: nine yeah. ten
1: eight, yeah in that range. Mm-hmm. So you could get him second round. You you could get a mid late second round, which I did in a couple leagues, and I'm doing really well in those leagues. Uh, but it's like you said, it, this is a high powered offense. This offense is going to put up points. It's very rare that, that you see the chargers come out and, and not um, uh, put up, you know, 24 plus points. It's very rare. Um, like you said, Philip, Philip Rivers, the ageless wonder, not stellar numbers today, 207 and two touchdowns. Uh, so if you started him in fantasy, you're probably not too happy, but Melvin Gordon, oh my gosh, three touchdowns all on the ground, 132 yards. and, Even when Austin Eckler... Uh, kind of carved out a role in this offense. A lot of people thought that Eckler was going to take away from what Gordon was doing. But as we see with the Saints offense, there's room for Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. It, this is a si- similar situation for fantasy purposes in that this backfield can support Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I mean, even Keenan Allen had, had uh, uh, 41 yards rushing today. And we still haven't seen Mike Williams really come on today. It It was um, Tyrell Williams that uh, led the team. Um, So this team... has a lot of weapons that they can use. And, you know, Tyrell Williams is very frustrating, especially for fantasy, because he will absolutely disappear for a couple of weeks, but then he'll come and just drop a gem. So this offense is, there's just a lot of fantasy value here. If you've got Melvin Gordon, you're super excited. And, uh, you know, already looking forward to next year, I think you're going to see Melvin Gordon as a first-round pick instead of a second-round pick.
0: I see it as well. I think he's done a tremendous job being part of that uh, Los Angeles Chargers. See, you still got me saying (laughs) that.
1: Me too. I do it all the time.
0: Los Angeles Chargers offense. He's been a integral part of their success so far. And I think he's going to be a major reason why there is playoffs in the future, possibly even this year when it comes to the AFC. I think they're going to be a big part of that playoff picture. They are to me a quality team on both sides of the ball. Are they going to be a team that's going to match up well with the Rams or some of the big teams in the NFL? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I still think it's more like a wild card, or even if they win their division, they're still going to be like a first round loss. But I still see some playoff potential for the Los Angeles Chargers. The forgotten team in Los Angeles, the, uh, I guess, cast off and exile from San Diego, (laughs) whatever you want to say. I mean, nobody goes through their games, but. People shouldn't forget about them as a football team because I really think they're a quality team going forward.
1: Yeah, and they're going to have to get a playoff spot. I don't see Kansas City. Uh, it, it, it it would be hard for me to believe that that Kansas City doesn't win the AFC West. You know, but the Chargers right now, if the playoffs were tomorrow, the Chargers would be in. Um, I think I think they've got a really good shot. They'll probably get some competition for a playoff spot uh, from the AFC North. And then the AFC South, I think you pretty much, I think Jacksonville has to rebound. I'm not sure if Tennessee is happy as or, or as excited as I was to see what Lafour was going to do in Tennessee. It's they just can't seem to get it together. And then the AFC East, you know, Miami is pretty much a mirage in my opinion, uh, even though they won today with Brock Osweiler. Hey, these things happen. Uh, but yeah, I think I, th- I think the Chargers are are, are in a really good uh, spot to. Uh, uh, continue that momentum and find themselves in the playoffs
0: one thing more before we leave my friend and on this wrap-up of week six in the nfl one of the things we've been able to talk about over the past few weeks actually i want to touch on two things i want to touch on two things one of the things first i want to talk about is something i mentioned to you over the weekend my thoughts on it is that supposedly if the reports are correct Le'Veon bell will sometime be reappearing for the pittsburgh steelers Mm -hmm. at some point in time in week seven or week eight now obviously his stay in pittsburgh will be short-lived because he's going to become a free agent pittsburgh obviously the issue there with him and them is really not good to any stretch of the imagination Mm -hmm. and the fact that they have james Conner playing in that offense now and doing so well another two touchdowns this past weekend Mm -hmm. it, it just See bodes it does not bode well for the future in Pittsburgh for Le'Veon Bell going forward. My question to you is because of the success of James Conner, could Le'Veon Bell be the product a little even at least a little bit of that Pittsburgh offense? And if he does go another to another team, he signs on as a free agent. Let's say someone like Detroit. Let's say he goes to Detroit, for example. And let's say you know, he becomes... <laughs> that would be awful. It's <laughs> an example, my friend. Okay, okay. Uh, just if he goes to Detroit, he will still be so highly thought of as a top five, top ten choice at running back. But is that necessarily going to be the case? Is he... Uh, full talent that he won't be able to uh, to succeed anywhere or is it a little bit because of he's a he could be a byproduct of the tremendous Pittsburgh Steelers offense because we're seeing so many great results with James Conner as well
1: no I think I think Le'Veon Bell is um, a very special talent um, he is going to have to land in a spot where they 're going to be able to use him in in what he does best, and that 's his 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 patience at the line of scrimmage, waiting for things to open up and then hitting a hole where maybe there wasn 't a hole where it was supposed to be um, so you know he 's developed a really good chemistry with that offensive line with what they do in offense there in pittsburgh i don 't think it comes quickly. Uh, at least not to what we've seen in the past when he moves on to somewhere else they're they're gonna have to get used to him and and maybe acclimate the system some to what he does well, but he does so many things well he's a great he's a great pass catcher he he knows how to run routes to get open and to get where he needs to be he said he's an excellent runner um great vision i mean he is talent wise one of the best backs in the NFL. So he could go honestly just about anywhere, I think, and have success. And uh, it's just going for him, it's going to be finding who wants to pay him (laughs) all the money that he wants to find a team that is ready to win and that is willing to pay him. I think that's going to be his biggest hurdle, especially with what he's shown this year in that, I mean, a franchise tag, I don't, I don't, I don't want to heap too many judgments on him. But uh, when you're a part of a team and the team wins together and loses together and it seems like that there's some animosity, not just between him and the organization or his agent in the organization, but when you kind of let your team down like that, I think that that's something that other GMs and and even other um, teams uh, around the NFL are looking at and seeing now players respect the fact that, hey, you need to get paid while you can but I can't help that every other GM, the other 31 GMs in the league are, are seeing what Le'Veon Bell has done. And maybe are thinking twice about giving him a gigantic contract, because when you give a player as much money as he wants, it's going to diminish different parts of your team. And so he's going to have to find, find the right place to go. And I'm not sure yet where that would be um, if he comes back and, the reports have been that uh, uh, Pittsburgh is coming up to a bye here in week seven um, that he was going to report and then start playing in week eight. Um, The last I read, he hasn't even contacted contacted the Steelers. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't think anybody knows when he's going to show up. Week 10 is definitely uh, uh, the limit of how long he wants to hold out as far as when he comes back and what that does to the Steelers offense. It's a little bit of a question mark. You know, Connors has been playing really well. And I don't know if it's a situation where, you know, Le'Veon Bell is back and they just run him into the ground because he's not going to be there next year and they don't care or whether there's going to be somewhat of a committee there. I tend to think it's a committee and especially a guy that hasn't played in, in you know, so long, you know, for him to come back. I don't think they give him a full workload right out the gate. I think it is kind of, uh, kind of a committee type thing. I think that you're going to have packages with bell and you're going to have packages with Connor and, you know, for fantasy purposes, I think you're, if you have either one of those guys, you're going to start them both. If you're a bell owner and you picked up Connor, that's when you're really going to have to kind of ride the storm, I think, and just kind of figure it out as it goes as they play a couple games together and we realize that they're going to, you know, somewhat ease bell in, you know, after you get a couple games into it and kind of feel it out, we'll be right around for the, you know, getting ready for the fantasy playoffs. So for those fantasy owners that have both of those guys, I think direction will present itself maybe by week 10, 11, but if you're an owner of, of just one of those two, I think after week eight on, you're going to have to play, whatever piece you have of that because kind of like what we were saying about some of these other high-powered offenses like like the saints and the chargers there's going to be room for both of these guys to eat you're you're not going to get quite the production as if only one was there but there's still going to be a lot of fancy points there for the running backs in pittsburgh
0: you're listening to the pop culture cosmos don't touch that dial wait do, do people still use dials Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another
1: Netflix kind of paradigm shift. Where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed.
0: They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case. But they like to say that. And more power to them, I guess.
1: Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed, and then there were some parts that I. I thought just kind of fell short of expectation part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics
0: that's the pop culture cosmos show
1: and the pcc multiverse every week on the podcast radio network and apple podcasts
0: and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options once again it is Todd a. baker from the fancy football pater podcast We noticed in this weekend in the NFL, there were some quarterbacks that are household names that really we know that are going to do the job each and every week that for some reason or another didn't do a great job, but that we should make sure and we hold on to for fantasy football teams. But yet there were others on less successful teams or who are not very great performers that suddenly seem to find the magic from week to week. I want to ask you, how can you as a fantasy football owner determine which quarterback you should rely on going forward? Because I see some signs. One thing this weekend I want to notice, for example, to think on was: yes, Andrew Luck hit for four touchdowns and three hundred yards, mm-hmm. but barely made fifty percent in his completion ratio. Which, as you know, is not entirely his faulty. If he throws a run of money, somebody drops it, what have you. And we all know receivers in the NFL have a tendency to to get a case of the dropsies. But your thoughts on? how to determine which quarterback you need to get going forward. And with these bye weeks that are coming up and more teams going on bye, if you need to pick up a quarterback, what are some of
1: the things you need to look for? Well, that's a really good question. and But I do want to remind you, no matter what the question, who isn't the answer?
0: <laughs> well, actually, I would prefer Brock Osweiler, but it's certainly not Nathan <laughs> Peterman. It's not Nathan Peterman. No, no. no. Unless you unless you unless your fantasy football league scores and gives you pluses for interceptions, I've I've heard a couple that do that that do negative you know, fumbles, penalties, interceptions, and whatnot, and, and uh, like a reverse, you know, fantasy football. Team.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, if anybody listening actually played Brock Osweiler, I want to know about it. Because if you excluding like like two quarterback or super flex leagues, if even in DFS, if you said you know what, I'm I'm gonna take a shot today and get and get really creative. If anybody did, I want to know about it.
0: Absolutely, and you can send us your thoughts about that on popculturecosmos at yahoo.com or to popculturecosmos humanica media game source on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter on our YouTube channel, or even you go ahead and sign up today for the Fantasy Football Patriot Podcast Facebook group. You can sign in and let him know personally on that Facebook group. There's over 200 great fantasy football fans that are on there as well. If you have any thoughts on, if you have a trade proposal that you're trying to send somebody or that you get, a waiver wire pickups, lineup changes, so much more, whether you want to do it privately by DMing uh by direct messaging Tyler or you want to just put it out there for the entire group to get their thoughts just go ahead and be a part of it today the fantasy football pater podcast facebook group and i'll tell you right now you will not regret it cuz it's actually a great facebook group and we uh, you know just anybody in there to give you their two cents if you want on exactly what's going on in fantasy football
1: yeah there are some really knowledgeable fantasy players in that group and there's always good feedback
0: There is not only from the likes of you, myself, but there's so many other owners out there. I see sometimes when people put out lineup changes or proposed trade, they say this guy and this guy for this guy and this guy, is that a good trade? Is that a good trade? And you'll see like five, six, seven, eight responses on there that really gives that person an idea of exactly how that fits into the whole parameters as far as the feelings and and overall mood of whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it's a lineup change, waiver wire pickup trade or what have you when it comes to fantasy football. So it's a great way to bounce off ideas off of each other. And that is the Fancy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. And again, our show is available each and every week in its entirety on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. My friend, it's been another great weekend in the NFL. So looking forward to week seven in the NFL and obviously getting to that discussion on quarterbacks, because for me, that position has always been something I've actually just really focused on and trying and hit a
1: home run with each and every year when it comes to fantasy football. Sure. And it's tough because right when you think you have these defenses figured out, the coaching staff of an offense will pick it apart and dissect it and find something that works. And you know what? as with quarterback and 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 running back and wide receiver all of the skilled positions what you're really looking for is opportunities who is going to have the most opportunities to do something on the football field and we'll dig into it deeper but there are some teams that are going to run through the quarterback position it's it's indianapolis for good or bad it's green bay i mean when is, when is Green Bay really had a running game? It's, it's all about Aaron Rodgers. That's why he's the number one quarterback in the league. It with, with, with Rodgers, it's yes, his, his talent and some of the talent around him, but a lot of it has to do with that. He is how that offense runs. And there are certain teams that are going to put more on the quarterback and then there are other teams who are not going to put as much and so you kind of have to find that sweet spot sometimes and
0: take for example a team that i played with as far as from the quarterback position this past weekend that did not work for me the la rams who you and i both Uh, talk about as the best team in the nfl they still won but they had mm -hmm. a subpar offensive performance and it was really centered around todd Gurley because the passing game and jared goff who i have as my quarterback didn't quite work out with no touchdowns and and just an interception that really didn't work out. But like I said, this has been something that has worked for me week in and week out. But when you have so many options like that, sometimes when your offense is not performing as well, you got to go ahead and just devote it to one part. And for fantasy owners, that means either the quarterback or the running back.
1: Yeah. For me, Jared Goff kind of falls into that Phylum of hey, he can absolutely light it up, and he did like two weeks ago. He can light it up, or they can win without doing that because they do have a good defense. They do have Todd Gurley. So if they get into a situation where it's best for them to play good defense and run the ball, then they have the chance to do that. Whereas Indianapolis is never going to be in that situation. Hey, we're going to play good defense and run the ball. No. You're going to you're going to try to outscore the other team. So, when you have a guy like Jared Goff and he is going up going going up against the Denver Broncos who have a have a pretty good defense, that's when you would kind of want to shy away. So, there's like a category of quarterbacks where it's kind of match up heavy as to when you want to play them. And then there are some quarterbacks that you never want to play that could still have, a, I mean, Brock Osweiler put up 300 plus yards today. Uh, that doesn't mean you're ever going to play him. And then there's quarterbacks where you play them every week. You play Drew Brees every week. And sometimes Drew Brees has bad games. Sometimes Aaron Rodgers has bad games. Sometimes, you know, some of these other, other quarterbacks have bad games, but you're never going to bench them. You're never going to bench Aaron Rodgers unless he has that injury that he had. But now that that we've seen that he's healthy, guess who is never going to see the bench again? Aaron Rodgers. So Jared Goff is definitely in that category of you really have to look at the matchup to decide whether you want to play him or play somebody else.
0: And then there's our friend Nathan Peterman.
1: <laughs> never the answer. The answer is never Nathan Peterman. Poor guy. I, I feel bad like like trashing him. I'm I'm sure he works really hard and and you know I'm sure he's he's just trying to play his best. But unfortunately, ten <laughs> percent of your passes go to the other team. It's it's time to maybe learn how to long snap or punt or something.
0: That's why he belongs in a category all by
1: himself oh Oh, yes he does (laughs)
0: he's that player that's on the very very bottom of the fantasy football list for pickups though and they only should be picked up by someone who's looking for a gag or if you've got like a reverse (laughs) fantasy football bizarro world type league or something like that
1: yeah it's not often that your quarterback runs the risk of giving you negative points you see it sometimes on defense you see it sometimes with a kicker but never the quarterback. Uh, Again,
0: a category
1: all by himself.
0: (laughs) My friend, it's been great talking to you, great having you part of the show, great having you part of the Fantasy Football Pater podcast, and of course, right here on the pop culture cosmos.